this um, Secure Act 2.0 provision treats student loan payments as if they were elective deferrals, which is what is so transformative about this particular provision. I'm Brian Anderson with 401k Specialist, and this is the 401k Specialist podcast. Student loan debt has gotten plenty of attention lately, thanks not only to the great news about the student loan debt repayment provision in Secure 2.0, but also because of the ongoing pause on student loan payments, President Biden's controversial student loan debt forgiveness program, and the lawsuits that are currently preventing that program from moving forward. Here to help us sort it all out today is Laurel Taylor, the founder and CEO of Candidly, a student debt solutions and financial wellness technology firm that's dealing with these topics every day. Welcome back to the 401k Specialist Podcast, Laurel. Brian, thank you. I'm thrilled to, to speak with you today. All right. Well, I had the opportunity to hear you speak about uh, student loan repayment matching provision in Secure 2.0 at the recent Viking Cove Institute Summit that was out in Carlsbad, California. There you talked about how companies offering benefits that address student debt will become the new normal in the workplace with the help of the Secure 2.0 provision. Can you give us a bit of a rundown on it? So excited to share the the and the, the new normal. Uh, indeed, we are in the midst of a retirement revolution, which is so exciting because I I think there are, as you know, there are 97 provisions within the Secure Act 2.0 and the the provision nearest and dearest to my heart is the provision that will enable uh, 84% of those who have student debt say that student debt is the number one reason that they do not contribute at all to retirement savings. So the Secure Act 2.0 is the biggest thing to happen to retirement savings actually since the introduction of the 401k. And many student loan borrowers, and uh, that includes, by the way, student student debt is a very distracting term. Uh, it's mom debt, it's dad debt, it's spousal debt, it's grandparent debt, it's everybody everybody's debt. Um, so those who have student debt are really focused on achieving financial freedom from debt. But unfortunately, that is at the expense of building wealth, including retirement savings. And that that really that sequential um, decision making or movement through financial goals to first become debt free before saving and before contributing to retirement savings can be financially devastating. Um, and so, quite literally, the Secure Act enables users to pay down debt and build wealth simultaneously. So that borrowers and hardworking Americans really no longer have to choose between their past and their future um, when it comes to their financial health, uh, wellness, and ultimately wealth. All right. Um, what are I'm curious, what are some of the hurdles that need to be cleared in order for this new provision to live up to its potential? And just how big of an opportunity is this for advisors to be talking about with plan advisors this year in preparation for its effective date at the beginning of 2024? Awesome. Yes. Yeah. So some of the hurdles and the challenges. Well, first, just to, to kind of continue to flesh out the opportunity, plan sponsors will now be able to match participants' student loan payments 
with tax-advantaged retirement contributions. Um, so for, for example, an employee who's not currently contributing to their retirement plan at all, and there are 30 million Americans not participating in their retirement plan, even though they have access to a retirement plan, um, those individuals are foregoing their employer match completely uh, because they're making student loan payments. So we're often asked, well, I don't, I don't understand that. Why wouldn't, why would anybody leave free money on the table? Why, um, why wouldn't someone contribute to their retirement savings? Because, you know, 401k is like the dream, right? It's the dream. It's not the reality. It's the, I'd love to be able to save for the future. I'd love to be able to imagine retirement, but that's, that's not reality. Right now I have to cover my bills. I have to cover my, my rent, my mortgage, my living expenses, um, you know, over, 50% to 60% of Americans have zero, even emergency savings, much less retirement savings. So this um, Secure Act 2.0 provision treats student loan payments as if they were elective deferrals, which is what is so transformative about this particular provision. And so some of the, the hurdles and the challenges as plan sponsors you know, plan sponsors who are offering a retirement plan or offering a retirement match, they know and they want to be more financially inclusive. That's why they're making an investment in these incredible benefits. But when they look at the data, what they see is that, and of course, this is part of failing discrimination testing, that the high earners are contributing to retirement savings. But those who are earlier in their career those who are, it's Black History Month, those who are African-American, Black, Latino, um, and women, which are two-thirds holders of student debt, are the demographic largely on the sidelines. And so how do we get the engaged, the, the, pardon me, how do we drive engagement and get the disengaged engaged? The disengaged engaged. So for those who've decided 401k is not for me, it's the dream, but it's not reality. How do we as an ecosystem reach out to that population so they know actually 401k, savings, 403b savings, retirement savings, it is it's for everyone. But that from an operational perspective, the new offering in the retirement ecosystem, it is going to require new capabilities for plan sponsors to be able to offer the match and for record keepers to implement the program design. So there are a couple of aspects of the student loan retirement match that need to happen um, that are not currently part of the workflow of a traditional uh, you know, retirement uh, offering. So one, we actually have to, the plan sponsor will need to provide, or the record keeper, um, will need to include verification of student loans. So the retirement match is based on qualified student loan payments. So first we have to verify the authenticity of the individual uh, and the student loan, that that individual is contributing to a student loan, which means that we have to actually verify payments to the student loan. Um, and the way that the provision was written is it appears that that must be continuous. And then, of course, calculate the match based off of those payments. So I'll you know take a breath here, but the, you know, the student debt problem space, this particular use case of offering a retirement match based on qualified student loan payments, it is complicated. Um, and it's it it's it's critically important that 
advisors, 401k record keepers, as they are operationalizing this offering within their core solution or service, here are the things I'd love for your audience to take away. Here are the things they really need to look for in a partner. One, the partner needs to have the student loan uh, partner who is facilitating and automating, automation, automating this new provision. They have to have deep and reliable connectivity to the student loan servicers. That's critical to be able to have the visibility into a qualified student loan payment that's made and the amount of those payments made in order for the match to be calculated correctly. And in order to um, actually engage the disengage, there needs to be a user experience that enables easy activation for participants so that the user, they come in, the worker, the participant comes in, comes into the experience and is able to quickly onboard and take advantage of that connectivity in order for their payments to be synced to the platform. And then, of course, the employer needs an experience and a dashboard that provides the necessary data back to the plan sponsor so they can understand the population that's participating for the first time and is eligible for that 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 net new population coming into participation or for those who actually can maximize their match as a result of their own elective deferrals and then the student loan payments. And of course, the employer is the plan sponsor is going to expect data analytics um, and ultimately ROI on um, this particular benefit offering. All right. All right. Lots of great stuff there. Uh, let's shift gears real quick a little bit uh, to talk about the status of President Biden's student loan debt forgiveness program, which remains stalled by lawsuits. Uh, do you have any updates? Do you, do you, can you give us an update on where things stand and what you expect might happen? Well, as we know, President's, uh, President Biden's plan for uh, the discharge of either $10,000 of forgiveness or $20,000 of forgiveness for those that are Pell Grant recipients, that is currently blocked. It's pending legal challenges um, slated for review by the Supreme Court. Um, February 28th, oral arguments will be uh, presented. And this really is make or break. Uh, this is a make or break moment for this one-time discharge of student debt. And um, it, it, it could go either way. It, um, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, what, what we see in the data is that if uh, that one-time discharge is, is permitted and um, executive authority is, um, is ultimately decided that this is within Biden's executive authority, about 300 to $400 billion of student loan debt would be forgiven. But this is unfortunately a self-renewing form of debt in the next three to four years, that 300 to 400 billion will be, that bucket will be refilled um, through net new student loan debt being taken out by students, you know, as, as we speak. So what's interesting about the Secure Act 2.0 is that it's really a long-term sustainable path uh, to financial wellness, well-being, and retirement income uh, because it is now kind of being integrated into the fabric of benefits offerings. All right. Um, and I, I also imagine that uh, the that Biden's thing is kind of tied to the current pause in federal student loan payments, which has now been extended several times by multiple presidents since it started near the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Uh, any insight on when uh, payments might actually resume? 
Yes. Well, the administration has stated that the moratorium on the student loan payments will resume either 60 days after litigation concludes or a debt relief has been implemented. If the Supreme Court rolls against the administration, we can expect the payment freeze to end really shortly thereafter, again, with with about um, 60 days um, post-conclusion. And the real, the real, the real challenge, the real challenge here is, and to your point, uh, you know, Brian, there have been multiple times that the moratorium has been extended. And so it's the, uh, the boy who cried wolf a bit here. And if the, if, if, if Biden's plan is not supported, what we know in the data is that when there's a national emergency that puts student loan accounts into forbearance, the length of the forbearance period um, is correlated to delinquency and default rates once borrowers enter back into repayment. So we have a combination of things here. Three years where all federal student loan holders have not been required to make payments. The average payment is $393 a month. Imagine all of the ways that Americans have repurposed $393 a month that over a very long period of time has just become part of how they budget, how Americans budget and save and spend, um, coupled with anger, a lot of anger. If if the and I'm I am not sharing what my opinion is on how I think the Supreme Court should rule, objectively speaking, after anticipating forgiveness, whether it's ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand, which would either eliminate or reduce the student loan payment because of reamortization of the outstanding balance, I think it's going to be really. Uh, I think it's going to be really tough to um, inspire borrowers to enter back into repayment um, to and, and, and it's you know even even further when it's generally been like five to ten days before the moratorium was slated to end that the announcement extending the moratorium um, was made so this is a it's a complex dynamic and what we see is just a tremendous amount of confusion so that's the other thing for advisors to be thinking about when they're working with plan sponsors, this is the number one financial shock to the system this year. And uh, American workers really don't know what's going on. And they're looking for guidance and information and to be prepared for whatever the outcome of that decision is. Right. Okay. Interesting take. Interesting take on that. All right. Uh, Before we wrap up, um, tell us a little bit more about how things are going at Candidly. What are you guys focusing on these days? Well, yes. So it's a super exciting time uh, within Candidly. We have worked for years on, um, you know, in support of legislation that ultimately uh, supported uh, the CARES Act, the Consolidated Appropriations Act, now the SECURE Act. So we are all hands on deck to help the industry and the ecosystem operationalize these transformative provisions and really translating smart policy into practice in a way that is uh, supported by elegant digital experiences and uh, that are easily distributed. So some of the largest financial services companies in the world uh, distribute candidly as part of their integrated financial wellness and retirement experience like UBS, like Vanguard, like Lincoln Financial Group, and several others. 
um, that I'm not yet able to, to, to speak to. So we're, we are all hands on deck leading the industry and enabling the largest financial services companies in the world to be able to respond in the next 10 months to this, uh, this legislation so that we can serve hardworking Americans at scale. That's the mission of the company is to crush student debt and enable users to go beyond, beyond student debt into wellness and wealth. And we achieve that mission through key distribution partners that are already providing critical services to, um, to plan sponsors into plan advisors. All right. Well, this has been great. Uh, I learned a lot. So thanks for joining us today, Laurel Taylor of Candidly on the 401k Specialist Podcast. Thank you, Brian. Thrilled to be here today with you. 